welcome to the part one of um, this this week's um, podcast. We're going to rattle through the horses. Um, horses beginning to run a little bit better, and um, it's great to have a, a Group Three winner down at Glorious Goodwood last week uh, in Oscula, who's looks destined for Group One races in the future. Um, so we're going to rattle through the horses. Fulman Air, a um, little bit of problem with her knees, but we've medicated. She's come back sound. Should see her on a track in a couple of weeks. She goes well. Uh, Mercy was going real well, strained a tendon, um, got another four or five weeks box rest, aiming to get her back on the track towards the end of September. Sophia Starlight ran today at Newcastle, running a very good race, uh, looks a classy filly, and the first time I've said this for a while, reminded me of Fevrova and the way she ran on. If you'd watch Fevrova's debut at Doncaster, uh, I think it should be our method that day, similar kind of um, performance. Ascending uh, Glory is now back in exercise following her operation and she's getting turned out uh, during the day. I'd like to think she'll be back at Grant's uh, first week of September. Massport has gone to Searles, Lady Rayburn. It should, be, it should be her turn to win soon. She goes to Newmarket on Friday where she'd have a good chance. No, Claire's been frustrating. She's going to go for a mild claim at Leicester. Be dazzling. Um, George tells me she's now ready to work, which is great news. Um, and she should see her on the track in 14 days with a clear run, maybe a little bit longer, but um, you know we're going the right way. Remunerate, as I mentioned before, back at Glebe Farm. She's had a, got bandages off, she's back walking, and she's moving great. Um, just getting, getting the walking out of the way now. Uh, Dallas Cowgirl um, and Blue Osprey, both fine, both going to take a little bit more time. Zippo Star ran well on its second start, then disappointed third time. Probably my fault that time. It was a bad race, and I forced her, my hand a little bit. Um, she's going to have a little break, and then she'll come back. She'll be a well-handicapped horse when she comes back. Clear to land, I think, once a stamina test. You'd never imagine that. I haven't seen it at, um, at the sales on the open days through the autumn. Um, but she wants at least a mile, I would say. Um, I think she'll win, but I also don't think she's a star. In Toulouse, can have a work stepped up soon. We could see her on the track in September. Immersion be similar. The L's I'm fairly better choice. Um, back following an injury. Um, just just getting her right and getting her fit now. El Kabir, Philly, Mercury Sky. Um, going the right way, but again, it's going to take a bit more time. Bojink is in the Red Cup claimer on Saturday and goes there with a very good chance. Hello, my darling. Uh, I thought Cliff gave her a good ride at Chester. Just didn't quite see out the six furlongs when ridden prominently. I think we'll have to drop her in next time. She could go to Ascot at the weekend, um, or she could go to Doval, but more, more likely Ascot. Um, my concern with going to Pontefract with her was that's a stiffer um, six furlongs than Chester is. I didn't really, wasn't in the mind rush to go there. Um, bear in mind that she didn't quite see it out at Chester. You have to certainly have to ride her differently, and that wouldn't suit Pontefract race track. Corazon. It's going to go to Ascot for the Shergar Cup. Oscula, obviously stable star. She's going to be seen this week at Haydock. And then she's going to go to Deauville on the 15th for the Group 3. Um, her big target is the foray, but she continues to run her heart out. And we love her dearly. Lucia Joy is going to run in the six furlong claimer at Wolverhampton. I think she'll win. Fast response, ran very well the other day. Look out for her wherever she runs. It's got soft in the going description. She's going to win. Kaboo, um, I've not had an update since I've been away, but I know he's walking now and he's a lot sounder, so things are going the right way. Pont, uh, Honey Sweet could go to Pontefract for the six furlong Phillies listed race. That I mentioned for Hello My Darling. 
Gildy's been trained towards York on the 17th of August. True Gem is declared to run at Haydock and will go there with a big chance. Al Kareem probably ran the same level at Goodwood as he did at Newmarket. It was just in the much deeper waters. Um, but ran well and um, I don't know where we'll go next. We'll have a, I'll have a chat with Cal soon, but um, you know, I, I am lost in faith in my thing. It just didn't work out on the day. Odell Stark. Cal mentioned her for the first time this morning at Philly that he likes. Um, I don't know how much, but she's moving great. And um, we should see her on the track towards the end of the month. Secret Angel knows had an entry this morning. Riverside Girl, uh, I'm awaiting an update following a bit of string tendon. Poppy Carew has a sales entry, has a sales race entry. Naomi's Charm has an entry towards the end of the end of the week. The Lucy Truth is a filly that's been going well at home. Um, I haven't seen her lose a gallop yet, um, and I would expect to see her on the track in the second half of the month. Alexis Princess is declared to win at Thirsk. Been a bit disappointing, um, but a filly that you know I, I still think will be winning races this year. Cody Dancer ran well the last three runs. First at Subtle, second at Doncaster at the weekend. I've got her in at Newmarket. That would race would have to really cut up to for us to run her there. More likely to go to Catterick, sorry, no, go to Wolverhampton on the 19th of August. Ton Deuce, a filly who's getting there, working with um, Elusive Truth and um, Odell Star. Marshman, uh, I'll get an update from Carl later on in the week. Um, to see how he's getting on with his uh, infection, but we could see him next in the gym crack. Carrier Angel, we thought she was feeling her knees, and then um, the Batwoman found a few things, uh, pulled muscles wrong in her back. Um, they're giving an easy time. I'm not asking too many questions at the moment. Kind of give her time to get over um, things that are bothering her, and then we'll we'll look to ask, ask you know, and find out, make a plan. Wave Machine, we've got a cover on the 6th of August. But disappointed last time, going to come back in trip. Signora Bellissima, a filly Johnny still likes an awful lot, and one that we could see on the track um, 10th of August onwards. Raising Sand is being entered everywhere, and we're waiting for some soft ground, and it still hasn't come. Um, Zeham keeps him running to a level um, without getting his head in front. Felsville Beauty ran along, well for a long way at uh, Hamilton the other day. You can see Eldrick returns to track at Haydock on, on the weekend. We're doing we'll go up to air. Um, he's just waiting for things to fall his way. Maggie's turn, a filly we like a lot. She could go to Nottingham on the 12th. Twilight Lady has got an entry at Ripon on the 8th in the nursery. Then the following horses I'm not in a big rush with. Champagne, Territorial Waters, Trevejo de Hecho, and Post Office Road. I think they will all be fine. Just need a bit of time. Shandy Star won well at Hamilton. And I am looking to run her next in around two weeks. Somewhere where we get some giving the ground. I thought she'd win at York. Got it wrong that day. I blame it on the ground. And I think I've improved right at Hamilton. Sophie Starr. Saddle slipped at Goodwood. Missed the break. Stumbled. Complete disaster. We move on. Henza. Um, similar to Post Office Road. Not in a big rush. He's a big horse. Just going to give him a bit of time. Lady Wantaway. I thought ran a really good debut run at Thursk. Now, she hasn't been in long enough to be fully fit yet, and Sam said she had a big blow. The breeze guy told me she was in four weeks before the sale, and she's only been at Rogers about three weeks. Normally, it's 12 weeks to get a horse fit, so she's going to get fit on the track, um, and after three runs, she could be a well-handicapped horse. Tolleton Forest and Tiki Bird are getting um, a bust of knee chips. 
and Dickie Bird's having his operation tomorrow. Tolleton Forest on the road to recovery. The last line call is going to work on Friday. Brazilians, Rodden Willett could for a long way. I've got targets for him at Nottingham, Doncaster and York in the middle of the month. Kahira ran well to finish second. Um, need to discuss some options for her with, with Tim. She's got a mark of 80, and I think she'll progress from there. Apple Lily is a filly we like a lot. Um, she's not going to be ready for Dover on the 18th, apparently. Um, Lama strikes me as something of a bit of a perfectionist, um, but she's still a filly you know, that's got a big future. Lopez Gold, not sure what happened at Nurse the other day, but 75% of the jockeys weren't watching previous racing as they all ran up the middle of the track. It was obviously going to be on the rail. Um, we won the 75%. Inspected is getting there. She's gall um, ready to gallop probably the end of August, and we'll see her on the track in September. Unagi, big step forward uh, on a third run. Got mark 65, will be winning off that mark. Fariba ran very well on debut. Didn't run it this week at Kempton's. Going to go back to Kempton on the August the 8th um, for a Phillies only race there. And last but not least, Site Darwin's tomorrow at Brighton has a big chance. So, good evening and welcome to the part two of the podcast. Um, good day today, obviously, with Site Door winning. Um, all owners were told in their email to get on. I hope you all did. Um, it's not Harry's fault. I did the uh, run through the horses last night, late on, or this morning, I forget which it was. He wasn't able to send out the podcast because I had done part two, which I'm also doing now, uh, which is after the race. But you'll, you'll, if you listen to the first part, you'll see that I flagged it up. That was a little bit... It's 12 hours out of date. Apologies. Um, these things happen. Anyway, moving on. So the interesting part of the podcast is... A night of discussion and this evening I'm thinking it's a good idea to discuss sales strategy so the yearling sales are around the corner and um, my first sale will be in Deauville on the 13th 14th, 15th of August I'm currently in France so it's a week today and um, looking forward to it but also a little bit skeptical and each year you kind of redesigned blueprint for what you thought was the the master plan this time the year before and of course it wasn't or if it was it needs tweaking so that's what we're going to do today um so we're going to start with a state of uk racing um, at the moment uk racing has never been in its worst position as it is right now um as far as i'm concerned the I've declared Cody Dancer this morning to run at Newmarket in a three-runner nursery. It's worth 15000 I declared Borgink to run in a red Claimer, And the Omera horse that's favourite is down to run today, which it did. It finished last. It's down to run tomorrow. And it's down to run again on Saturday. And I can completely get why they're doing that. Um, the field size at the moment are the smallest I've ever seen. Everybody say it's too much racing. I would imagine that the racing is exactly the same as it always has been. It's just the number of horses in training is dropping and diminishing by the day. And also the hot weather is not helping things um, because you're only able to run fast ground horses 90% of the time. So what do we do about it? Well, 
Right now we try and exploit it by trying to get as many horses into these nurseries as we can. Um, the filly that won today in the maiden, she went and won a restricted D. Um, now she cost 43,000 at the sales. Um, smart filly, we've always thought she was smart. Um, but today she was running a band, a band D, which is restricted horse that costs 15,000 and less before June the 1st. She was bought after June the 1st. So of course she was able to run. Which why she was, a, you know, one of the reasons why she was a good thing today. Um, when I do my race planning, I always try and look at the races that are lowly subscribed and the easiest races to win because that improves your chances of winning more races. And you always find that in terms of trip, um, if you think about the normal distribution curve, most people, or sorry, most men in this country, average height be five foot eleven. If you had a race for guys who are five foot eleven, there would be millions of them turning up. But if you had a race for guys who are five foot or seven foot, there wouldn't be that many turning up. But it's the same when it comes to race horses. The five furlong and the two mile races tend to be the lowest number of entries per race because they're on the extremes of the distance. Therefore, that is what something that we want to be targeting. So we want to be looking for very fast horses or very slow horses. Well, the best place to look for very fast horses is the is the yearling sales and the breeze ups for obvious reasons. Best place to look for very slow horses is the horse in training sale, and then possibly the breeze ups. Um, if you're buying them as a yearling, you know that you're waiting a long time before there's races for them, and the other opportunities that come about, i.e., Al Karim, who we bought from Shadwell dispersal um, in October last year so right now my thinking is what are we aiming to buy for 2023 um, and how we're going to go about doing that so last year I very diligently adopted the strategy as I had done in previous years sorry Satnav is just contributing um, as I had done in previous years to look at every filly but by looking at every filly and then considering the horses that are going to be running at the back end of the two-year-old career and some that are even going to be starting as three-year-olds. Um, and that seemed like the right thing to do at the time. But looking back now and judging by um, people's appetite to go racing sooner, sooner rather than later, I'm going to just tinker with that system slightly and focus more on not the pedigrees that I want to buy, but the pedigrees that suggest the horse will be ready to run in May as a two-year-old. That's the time we want them to be starting off in an ideal world. It may be June, it may be July, but I'm not going to be. I'm going to put a line through the ones that I think are going to start in July because they might be starting in September, October. I'm going to put a line through the September ones because they might be waiting another year. You know, wait until the three-year-olds. So we're going to put a line through a lot of the pedigrees based on the distance that we think they're going to be running over. Um, now that said, the filly that ran yesterday, Sophia Starlight, you would have put a line through her. Um, but she was an absolute rocket of a horse, physically. Um, so it won't be straightforward. There's going to be some that slip through the net both sides. Some will be by that are going to be running in September, 
some that we don't look at that are going to be running in May. Um, but we're going to try and look as still look as many as we can, but try and focus on buying more that are going to be more May two years rather than later in the year. And something else we definitely need to consider is the banding system. So the banding system um, in these restricted races um, is generally for every fifteen thousand is a band. So band not band D is not fifteen grand. Band C is sixteen thousand to thirty grand, and so on. Now, if I go buy a horse of fifteen thousand, she can then run against horses that cost less than fifteen thousand, and therefore is at an advantage. If I go and buy a horse of twenty-eight thousand, she can run against horses that cost sixteen thousand. 10,000, 5,000, but what she doesn't have to do is line up against horses that cost more than her. Um, it doesn't mean we're going to try and hit the top of the banding system in terms of the money we spend, but if you think about horses that we go and spend 50 or 60,000 on, they've got to run in the open maidens. By running in the open maidens or the A's, um, they're going to be open to taking horses that cost 150 or 200,000, and therefore not you know therefore it doesn't make as much sense to go and spend 50 60 thousand as it would do spend 30 thousand um, so actually by spending less it's actually giving us more of an advantage on the racetrack the bhr i hope they've come thought about this carefully because what's going to happen is it could hit the, the market could flip and you could find because there's that many restricted races at the moment that people are going out to buy horses for 14,000, 15,000, 29,000, 30,000. And what they aren't doing is going out to buy a horse for 150,000 because there's only so many races for them. Something else to consider is, does the amount you spend actually improve the odds on your success on the track? And a limit, based on a limit sample size, I would say no. If you think of our horses this year and in previous years, the horses that cost 20,000 have done as well as the horse that cost 30,000. The horses that cost 30,000 have done as well as the horse that cost 40,000, and so on and so forth. So therefore, and what we can try and do is keep the numbers low in terms of the price tags we're spending at the early sales, but focus on the individual where possible. Or if you think about a horse called um, Ferrari Queen, which Matt Johnson was now two from two from, um, that is a filly that was, um, she had a very good pedigree, but she she was by no means a queen at the sales. Um, but her pedigree um, has got her probably to where she is to, today. And yeah, so I'm going to try and buy some outstanding physicals, but also some good pedigrees where the, phys where the physicals maybe don't quite match up. My last couple of points are going to be regarding the pre-training of these horses. So, um, if you think about the Ammo horses and the Clipper horses and the Bronte Collection horses, they were all flying in April and May and they were all winning everything. And, and that came down to not the horses themselves, but the, the guys who were pre-training them to get them so that they were further forward than most trainers had their two-year-olds at that time. That is why, as a cohort, they were winning everything. Now, people like Robson, uh, Aguiar, and the preacher owners that you know, the owners that I mentioned, used should be applauded for what they've done. Um, and when it comes to buying horses that we think are going to be debuting in May, then they want to be 
prepped to peak in May or, or peak in May, June, July. Um, so yeah, I'm going to think very carefully about what happens to the horses after the hammer's gone down so that we're adding value as where possible rather than taking taking value away from the money we've spent at the sales rig. <clears throat> the final point is thinking about the trainers that we're going to use. Um, so every year I look at the two-year-old trainers table on the racing post, work out who's doing well with their two-year-olds, who hasn't so well with the two-year-olds. Um, I think at the moment we've had nine two-year-old winners ourselves, which is below where I'd want to be, but I think by the end of the year we'll be bang where we want to be. Um, but my choice of trainers is going to change slightly and I'll be work, discussing, talking to various trainers over the next couple of weeks regarding their ethos, their planning, their, the way that they're going to kind of tackle the market, tackle the race planning um, predicament that we've got at the moment. Um, I'm basically trying to find line market traders to work with going forward. I think we'll probably add three or four more trainers to the list in 2023 as we used in 2022 but the prices that we're going to spend is probably going to come down that's the plan now this this is the plan right now as all plans can change over time but going into the first first month of the sales season that that's very much my thinking um and yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed we it, it, it works for us and we have success on the track next year